0: This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony.
1: Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Financial Show. My name is Kevin Anthony and
2: I'm Michael Anthony.
1: We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors and we'd love to have you guys reach out and talk to us. Our phone number here is SWAN, that's S-W-A-N, stands for sleep well at night. So 574-968-7926. Or you can contact us on our website at goldenyears-advisors.com. Of course, come listen to some of our past shows on Spotify or iTunes or Google Play. We'd love to have you just communicate with us. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about a topic that we started on a general basis last week, which was about annuities. Today, we're actually going to dig into one of the topics, uh, fixed annuities. Uh, But I'd like to say, Michael, there's been some exciting news. Uh, We've had Thanksgiving, which has been fantastic. Uh, We've been very thankful for in our family. Hope the whole country has been thankful. But some real exciting news that we've been thankful for. And Michael, that is you getting your certified financial planning designation.
2: Whoop, whoop.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, that's a big deal. It really is a big deal. And folks, I'm going to give you some statistics real quick because what Michael accomplished uh, in basically a year and a half, usually takes about three years for most people to do. And uh, Michael's 25 years old, and that's going to relay into some of our cert- statistics here about a certified financial planner. And then I'm going to ask Michael a little bit about why he chose to uh, go after the certified financial planning designation. Uh, but in our industry here, as far as an advisor industry, there is Of all financial advisors, certified financial advisors in the state of Indiana, there is only 1.8% of certified financial planners that reside in the state of Indiana. So you're a 1.8%, Michael, here that reside in the state of Indiana. Again, this is a big thing. It yeah, it's really, pretty cool. It really is. Certified financial planning designation is amazing. But the other part of this, and I say this is an epidemic portion that's going to happen in our industry. Right now, the average age of a advisor in our industry is 58 years old. And uh, right now, there's also less than 10% of advisors in our industry, brokers and advisors, Uh, There's only 10% that are under the age of 35. Michael, you're of a group in the United States that is only 4,664 certified financial planners. That's only 5.3% of all financial advisors in the age bracket of 20 to 29. And again, there's only 1.8% of all financial advisors here in the state of Indiana And I'll tell you what, what you've accomplished is amazing, and we're super proud of you.
2: Hey, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's definitely been a journey, but I've learned a lot. I've enjoyed it, and thank you so much for your mentorship. I definitely would not have been able to pass the exam and get to this point so quickly if it wasn't for you and the team that you put around us. So I'm pretty ecstatic, and uh, you know... Those stats kind of like really make me feel good. It was my first time actually really ever hearing them. So I'm feeling a little special right now. (laughs) Well, you
1: should. You should. I mean, as an overall, there's only 87,000 financial advisors in the United States. Um, Michael, I got to ask you a question. Why Why go after the
2: certified financial planning designation? Honestly, it's pretty simple. For what we do and how we believe that financial advising should work is through a holistic planning approach. I mean, there's a lot of insurance agents out there, there's a lot of brokers out there that are only looking at one aspect when it comes to investments or what they should do with funds, but honestly... We're just trying to work everything together, a very holistic planning approach, looking at retirement, looking at education, insurance, tax planning. And when we're talking about personal finances like that, it's just honestly the golden designation being a certified financial planner. And it was a great learning curve to get me into this industry quickly. And I honestly, they hold us up to a very high standard. One of the biggest points of being a certified financial planner is that you must be a fiduciary, period. They hold you to a very high ethical standard. And there's a vast difference between suitability and a fiduciary standard when it comes to financial advising. Being a fiduciary, simple as this. If you were in these individual shoes, what would you do and why? You must put an individual's interest in front of your own and make the best decision for them and it just follows everything that we've done in practice. And you know it gives me a cool extra few letters at the end of the name. Not to downplay it at all. It was really, it's really is a big deal, and I'm super happy. And I am happy to get a new business card.
1: Well, that is really cool. And you you continue to go on with uh, continuing edu- education credits over these years that are going to come up in this practice. And you, in essence, get are getting uh, audited or held to those standards of being a fiduciary. So a lot of people in this industry will talk about, oh, we do overall planning or advising, and there's a lot of good people out there that do this kind of planning and advising, but when you're a certified financial planner, Michael, you went through each stage of uh, this overall planning where we talk about bringing all this information together. You went through each stage of that and certified through each stage in some very difficult tests. What are some of those stages of testing that you had to take? And, And folks, you'll understand how this now fits into true financial advising?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. There there's a, is a lot of different sections when it comes to this. Um, so there's different courses that I had to pass along the way. Um, off the top of my head, of course, we had to go through some general financial principles. Mm-hmm. We had to go through investment planning, um, insurance planning when it came to life insurance, disability insurance, home insurance, car insurance, so on and so forth. We had to go through retirement planning and how that worked, and then different retirement plans. When we're talking about pensions, um, all the different forms of pension defined benefit, defined contribution plans. Um, Tax planning was one of the hardest sections of it. That was pretty brutal. Tax planning, but it's very, very, very important. And. Throughout the way, there's always a lot of case studies that we have to go through to have like real life examples and situations and figure those out. And to kind of cap it all off, there was a capstone course that was solely large case studies. Um, So we were then tested on all of it afterwards. And they were able to ask me any question that could possibly pop into their head about any of the material I went over or any of the material they thought that I should have gone over.
1: Oh, exactly, and I got to watch you go through these tests over this last year and a half, and I know we're spending time on this, but this is critically important. Again, go back to those statistics. Uh, Michael now sits here as a, uh, a, a, a person that has a certified financial planning designation uh, under the age of 30 and those percentage across this country are very minimal. So again, I saw you go through all those testing and and neat how it all wraps together, all the way that we talk about when people come here to the office. And the reason we go through all these topics is you need to know all these topics, uh, how to accumulate, how to start to accumulate, what kind of retirement plan to be in, what tax strategy, what the legacy planning looks like, how does insurance fit into this, proper protection, the whole idea of sleep well at night. Absolutely. Yeah, and I saw you go through all those testing. So, hey, we're gonna talk about that a bit more as we come down, but you know what? One of the things you got tested on, which was a very difficult test, was
2: taxation right? Yeah, that was something.
1: Yeah, and that's difficult test. We always again say, <laughs> but that, I passed it. That's but you <laughs> passed it. That's right. Passed it, passed it, passed it. First time around. Absolutely. And we always say this, there's two different tax codes out there, right? One for the informed and one for the ill-informed, right? Absolutely. One bit of thing that we're going to talk about briefly, real quickly, as we wrap up to the end of the year here is, folks, Roth conversions. Just real quickly, we're going to do a couple little sidebars here, but Right now, these last part of this year here, the month of December, you still have time to do a Roth conversion if it fits into your strategy. And again, taxes are on sale. You'll hear that here and you'll hear it often. There's been some changes that are taking place in the country. We know that. But right now, taxes are on sale. So we're going to just mention about every week. Look, take a look at Roth conversion. If it makes sense for you, uh, go ahead and do that. Um, We also want to give you guys a little bit of an update on economy. It's been things have been going a little crazy, a little wild, but we've got some news. Michael, let's give a little update on economy and then we'll jump into the topic.
2: Yeah, let's hop into it real quick. November has been absolutely crazy. It has been a wonderful month for the stock market in general. It's been super impressive. And one of the main reasons that kind of happened and it leapt so high was in in anticipation of a successful vaccine rollout right and actually as we're recording this right now which is the 3rd of december the uk has already authorized the emergency use of the pfizer vaccine uh, we're looking for that to happen soon here in the us and we're also looking for the moderna vaccine to be happening soon as well so that is right. super exciting you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and it really fed the flames for november so I just go over a quick few stats. So the Dow actually led the US November market and actually posted a 12.1% positive return from the month. And that is the best return that has happened in the Dow in over 33 years. That's amazing. And that's absolutely crazy. I mean, that's for years and years. The Dow just absolutely killed it this month. And the S&P 500 posted gains of 11%. And then the NASDAQ composite also added 11.9% in November. So it's just been an incredible month for us. It's been really wonderful. Yeah. And
1: actually, even year to date, it's been pretty phenomenal. I mean, for where people really thought back in March and April when we priced in this whole COVID thing and uh, come to find out that uh, the numbers have been uh, definitely on the positive side, even for a year to date. And a lot of this right now is having to do with what they call those recovery stocks, Uh, maybe stocks like um, uh cruise lines or airlines these kind of stocks that took a pretty big hit um a lot of this increase with a uh, v- potential vaccines coming to the marketplace and hopefully getting uh taking care of this COVID stuff, (laughs) which would be just a blessing for everybody. What a great way to go into 2021, knowing that we're taking some uh, action to get rid of this thing. Uh, It's really starting to maybe drive some of those stocks that took the big hits, the whole ideas of maybe traveling and you're going to see oil stocks continue to do those particular things. So yeah, exciting time in the market. Uh, If you guys have questions on those particular things in the market, uh, we'd love to talk to you a little bit more and give you some uh, of what our insights and opinions are and some of the things we're hearing from some of the money managers that uh, you see on some of the larger networks across the country too. So thanks for the update, Michael, on the stock market. And uh, again, bonds are sort of flat interest rate right now with interest rates being down. Um, That's going to be something we'll talk about here coming up uh, at another show. But let's jump into the idea today. We had talked about previously about uh, the different styles of annuities, immediate annuities, fixed annuities, variable annuities and fixed indexed annuities and we talked a lot about what the immediate annuity was in our past show where you you turn money over to a company uh, and you get a lifetime payout sort of like what you might want to refer to like a a normal uh, pension plan if you will but uh, today let's focus on fixed annuities Michael so give us an overview of fixed annuities.
2: Yeah so I think it'll be interesting talking about this a little bit and we'll probably connect it and compare it against CDs most likely. So a fixed annuity, one of the main points of a fixed annuity is the funds that you put in a fixed annuity grow tax deferred, which is one of the large benefits of a fixed annuity. But it functions very similarly to a CD. You're giving funds over and instead of a bank, which you do with a CD, you're giving it over to an insurance company and you're saying, hey. How much will you give me if i let you hold on to my funds for five years Mm -hmm. and they promise you a fixed guaranteed interest rate and now you and that's it you can never lose your principal you're not going to lose your gains it's always going to keep on adding on to itself but one of the kickers with annuities in general is that it is tax deferred so this interest let's say it's a four percent interest rate that you're guaranteed every year you are compounding on top of the tax deferral as well. And that's one of the big benefits of an annuity.
1: Right, right. And so um, probably I like your comparison uh, between that and a CD because that's where we get the most people that may come in and say, hey, I've got a CD. We just had this one this last week. I've we got a CD rolling over and it's going. To go, it went from 2.5% to 0.4. All right. That's just interest rates right now, right? Yep. And we don't see that changing, at least for probably another year, probably a year and a half. I mean, Fed came down about three, four, five months ago and said, uh, we're going to keep them there for two years. So I think interest rates are going to stay down. Uh, And so this person uh, went from 2.5 to 0.4, I guess. And if they wanted to buy up a little bit, they could get all the way, Michael, they could get all the way up to a 0.5 return if they locked it in for five years.
2: Yeah, that's that's absolutely brutal. But see, that's one of the ways that CDs works is they are able to guarantee the return based off of interest rates. And don't get me wrong, that's somewhat of the way that a fixed annuity works as well. But right. it's that's why it's an alternative. There's another option. It's not coming from the bank who's. Money supply is solely based off of the interest rate. It's coming from an insurance company.
1: Right, and CDs are a good product, certificates of deposit, a good product. It's just that people may want to see some of the alternatives out there. Um, and I would I would think, and then opinion-wise, that if you are looking at investing over a fixed period of time right now, uh, I would caution going to that maybe five and seven year and locking in a half percent, I personally, I think what we would talk about is maybe a three-year CD. I would agree. Something like that. And, and maybe on a CD basis where they're pretty low right now, certificate deposit, maybe even lower, maybe a year or something like that. So Michael, g- give me an idea on fixed annuities. Um, as far as liquidity, is that a problem? I know if I have a certificate of deposit, okay. If I have a certificate of deposit and I want to break that certificate, say I have a three-year certificate of deposit, I want to break that. I'm 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 going to lose my interest accumulation for the most part. Uh, if I break a fixed annuity, for clarity, is there a penalty associated with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely, there is a penalty, and I would say this would be one of the cons of a fixed annuity in comparison to a CD. Right. So normally with a fixed annuity, you could, if you break that contract, and you decide to take more funds out than what you're able to every year, you're probably going to get somewhere around a 5% penalty, depending on how long that contract is. I mean, if it's longer, it could be even greater. Um, And that's one of the big downsides when it comes to a fixed annuity. That's more retirement income style. Whereas a CD, and you can shop around for different CDs. Yes, you might get a penalty on some. For some of them, it might just say like, all right, well, you're not going to get this quarter of interest Interest, if you break it. And, you know, so that's not near as bad as perhaps taking a 5% penalty on everything that you pull out. Um, But again, one's a little bit more savings and the other one's a little bit more retirement income. And that fixed annuity, I would say, is more retirement income with that tax deferral. And the CD, I would say, would be savings. But one other thing is that there is liquidity to some fixed annuities as well. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And do you have to look when we
1: talk fixed annuities right now, we're talking general across the board. Every company is different out there. So uh, while some may say you can get, uh, you can obtain your accumulated interest without a penalty. Others may say, hey, you can get up to 10% of the value of that fixed annuity. Uh, uh, distributed without any penalty. So again, and I think that's you made some great um, uh, ideas in there as far as determinations of money-wise. You gotta look at your money and say, hey, is this for retirement? Or even if it's just money in a CD that you're keeping on a sort of a cash basis that comes due every couple years, that chunk of money, uh, if you're willing to put it away for a three-year, say, period of time, i would give you an idea for those folks that were going to get the 0.4% return. We were able to do a three-year fixed annuity, okay? A three-year fixed annuity for 2.5%. I'm sorry, 2.4% to be exact. Uh, so again, we're, but they know that there's probably less liquidity with that fixed annuity than there is with a certificate of deposit. But in their situation, they were okay to say, hey, we just want the chunk of money there, For the future, we don't want to tie it up for too long. And for them, the rate of return difference uh, made good sense. So we got to be careful because every company is a little different. So again, we're talking general basis here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we're not trying to say one is better than the other. It's completely dependent on each individual's situation. But one thing I do want to touch on and kind of talk about a little bit more, just so everyone fully understands it, is the tax deferral of the fixed annuity. Um, So that allows the interest that's being gained and accumulated and then compounded on through the years not to be taxed every year. Whereas a CD, that interest that you're gaining is going to become taxable. And you know, that might matter, that might not matter. As I mentioned before, completely dependent on the situation what you're looking to accomplish.
1: Right, true. And another aspect of a a fixed annuity, again, uh, we're just correlating these with uh, alternatives to a certificate deposit. A lot of times the way a certificate deposit is set up um, that if a person passes away, that that certificate deposit value uh, goes into the estate, which then could go through probate if they don't have a beneficiary on the certificate deposit. Now on a fixed annuity, like all annuities, cause it is an insurance based product. There's always a beneficiary. Anytime there's a beneficiary like that, then those proceeds would not go through probate. It'd go directly to the beneficiary without the probate process.
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. And then uh, the last thing I want to bring up, and then if you want to bring up something as well, feel free to do that, is I'm going to bring up what I think it, most people find to be the most valuable aspect of a CD, and that is that it is fully backed by FDIC insurance. Good I point. I mean, that's why people like to have funds in the bank up to 250000 per account style, because it is backed by that bank. So CDs are fully insured by FDIC insurance. Right. And people really like that kind of guarantee. Now, now, there is safety when it comes to insurance companies as well, uh, but people are just more accustomed to the FDIC insurance, I believe. So the safety behind the insurance companies is that it is insured by the insurance company and it can be insured by the state as well, it depends on each state. So there is a backing and safety to that as well. It's just not the stereotypical FDIC that everyone's used to.
1: Right, and actually here in Indiana, we have a state guarantee association that does protect the value of uh, the annuities. I believe it's up to $300,000 as far as the overall value of that annuity. So you do have the full faith of the insurance company backing that and reinsurance companies And then you also have a state assurance guarantee association. Um, But again, FDIC insurance is specifically for those bank accounts and those CDs. So that's a great point to bring up there too. I think I'd just like to really tie it up and just simply say, again, fixed annuities are fairly simple. You put your money into a product, it's in there for a fixed period of time, maybe three years, maybe five years or seven years. Um, And it is an investment that's underwritten, if you will, by an insurance company. So again, it's a good alternative to uh, CDs, certificates of deposits. If you've got a three-year CD that's coming due and you're able to place that money away without really needing it, so for say another three years, fixed uh, fixed annuity might be an alternative to that. Again, another product in the line to make sure that your money's staying ahead of things like inflation, uh, the cost of living, and it's just worthy if you can get maybe a 2% return as an as opposed to a 0.3% or 0.4% return, it's worth looking at. So, Michael, that's about all I have here. I really appreciate people listening in and look forward to our next uh, discussion. We're going to talk a little more about variable annuities and fixed indexed annuities on that particular uh, those particular show
2: coming up. Anything else? Nope. That's not really all I have. I just want to invite all of our listeners to please feel free to reach out to us. This is Golden Years Financial Advisors again, and this is the Swan Song Financial Show. Please go ahead and visit our website at goldenyears-advisors.com or give us a call at 574 968 this is Michael Anthony and this is Kevin Anthony signing off.
0: Have a nice day. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears Advisors com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc., and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.